Welcome everyone to episode 34 of Casting the Net with Father Dave and Rick. In today's episode, they are continuing their discussion from the previous episode, discussing the book Introduction to Christianity, written by Father Joseph Ratzinger, otherwise known as Pope Benedict XVI. Listening to all these episodes that these guys put out in producing the show, I learned so much. I did not know that this book was even out there, um, but I think I'm going to pick this up and read it because they talk a lot about what the book means, the impact that it has on our faith. It's just fascinating. Um, apparently, this book was written and formed from lectures that he was giving back in the 60s. But they go into a lot of detail about what it means to believe, what it means to grow in understanding our belief. They even talk about the sciences as it relates to religion. So great information here in episode 34. It's a continuation, again, from the previous episode. So we hope you enjoy this one packed full of great information. Episode 34, Casting the Net. Hi, I'm Father Dave Noss, together with Father of Four, Rick Lingva. Welcome to Casting the Net. We are in search for catching the faith. Hey, friends, we're back at it. Father Dave with my co-host, Rick. Rick, how are things going? Good. How are you doing? I am really doing well. Good. This time for this episode, I'm bound and determined to get into the text <laughs> that we said we were going to discuss. And last time... It was an introduction, really, to the person, I think, of Joseph Ratzinger, uh, Pope Emeritus, Benedict XVI, um, whose uh, recent death has given both of us cause to consider the influence that he's actually had on our lives mm. in some wonderfully personal ways. Both of us, interestingly enough, <laughs> uh, introduced to him through his writing mm -hmm. and through the exact same book that it, it certainly is to be considered a classic of the 20th century, Christian writing, and that is called Introduction to Christianity. Mm. It, was, it, it was formed from lectures that he gave at the university where he was teaching at the time in Tübingen, Germany, and from those lectures, uh, eventually came the uh, the publication of the book, which is not at, um, at all a surprising way for a, for a university professor to right. publish. Right. Last time we talked a little bit about the threat that belief poses in this in the world today, not only in the world of of Pope Emeritus Benedict back in the late 1960s. But my goodness, Rick, it, it is so alive today as a threat that somehow faith is for the infantile or the childish mm -hmm. or those who are unintellectual, those who want to dabble in hobby, mm -hmm. and the serious, rigorous, um, intellectual, reasonable ones could not possibly be people of faith. Yeah, yeah. Um, I recently came across a, um, well, it, I guess the best way to put it is it's a list of pros and cons from, uh, it was written by Charles Darwin of oh. all people, young Charles oh. Darwin. Oh. Um, he is, uh, it's, it's, it's fascinating. It's sort of, it's sort of humorous. Some of the, some of the things he jots down, but he's, he's making a pros and cons list about whether or not he should marry the woman he ends up marrying. All right. Like I said, some of the points are kind of funny. Like he, you know, 
he's afraid that if he if he marries he's going to get fat uh but on the other hand you know it, it's better than the company of a dog and yeah i mean so it's you know it's kind of humorous things um but the point is he he makes it clear at the outset that this is going to be a, a rational reasonable proof hmm. that will conclude in you know i should do x or i should do y but reading through his list it's pretty clear that these aren't proofs at all i mean there's nothing really rational about this um, really, it's just a, a manifestation or a, a, a listing of things that he already believes about the world, that he already believes about the human person, that are, he already believes about himself uh, on an individual level, um, and just you know, goods like marriage and family life that, that he, he can't really know about until he enters into them. Hmm. You know? So what I i'm trying to trying to get out in a, in a roundabout way is that um there's there's so much about life that that just can't be empirically proved mm. you know um that we all have beliefs even mm. if we're unbelievers mm. we all believe things about reality that mm. can't be empirically proven and ratzinger um you know father ratzinger cardinal ratzinger goes at great lengths to lay this out in the opening sections of the book that there's no such thing as unbelief that's in right. terms of I believe nothing. That's right. Because even that <laughs> is, is a belief. Is a belief. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the idea or the opinion that the only real things in life are the scientifically verifiable ones, mm. like that itself, that belief that, that idea can't be empirically verified. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't even meet its own criteria. It doesn't. It, it argues in a circle essentially. Um and I think when we when we understand that we come to see that you know believers and unbelievers are actually in the same boat intellectually yeah like we're, we're all we're all looking for firm grounding on which to stand yes um that begins with things that ultimately can't be empirically proven yeah proven by the scientific method yes i remember uh something somewhere in the corpus of c.s lewis writing he's talking about the natural law and someone who's objecting to its existence, Mm. um, to which when something happens in violation to the objector, the objector will claim, that's not fair. (laughs) (laughs) The plaintiff, that's not fair. (laughs) Yeah, which which comes from certain belief that's held that has been violated. Some assumptions. Right, Right? assumptions that have been violated. So um, we all hold belief is not the foe. No. Though some... Um, today continue to want to posit belief and especially religious belief Mm -hmm. as um as something that is not worthy of uh, intellectual serious intellectual pursuit yeah would you mind if i read a a a section from the book i'd love to hear that i could find it and as you're looking for that and and i know you're going to find it quick so again joseph ratzinger outlines introduction to christianity first by taking on this question of really what does it mean to believe and an exposition takes place with that kind of the beginning of the creed and the end of the creed in a way because he talks about the amen uh at the end of the creed as well and then we'll look at the first part of the creed in terms of the nature of god the father we'll then look at the nature of god the son and then a section on both spirit and church in the work. Did you find what you were looking for? I think so. All right. It's, 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 it's a good one. It might not be the exact one I had in mind, right. but, um, but this gets to what we're discussing, um, 
on the question of, you know, everyone has beliefs, okay? Um, Father Ratzinger says, we can, we can treat belief like this. It's a human way of taking up a stand in the totality of reality, a way that cannot mm-hmm. be reduced to knowledge and is incommensurable with knowledge. It's the bestowal of meaning without which the totality of man would remain homeless, mm. on which man's calculations and actions are based, and without which, in the last resort, he could not calculate an act, because he can only do this in the context of a meaning that bears him up. For in fact, man does not live on the bread of practicability alone. <laughs> he lives as man, and precisely in the intrinsically human part of his being, on the word, on love, on meaning. So, you know, going back to our, our young Charles Darwin, um, he's coming up with these very specific, what he thinks are, are points that can prove something. But he's actually working within a, a broader framework of meaning that he already is bringing to the table. He mm-hmm. doesn't... he. I think eventually, if I recall right, he eventually comes to see that this isn't a rational proof at all. Mm. This is just me sort of leading in a direction that I already want to go. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing rational about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, you know, that's it. It's, it's, it's a search for meaning. Sort of proof texting in yeah, a way go. that the end already is assumed. Yeah. And now I'm going to work backwards to justify the path to yeah. arrive at that end. Yeah. And, and Ratzinger, throughout this section of the book, um, <clears throat> constantly links belief with, with understanding in the sense of like grasping the the meaning or the significance of something, mm-hmm. um, which always extends way beyond the hard sciences. Yes. You know, for, for as wonderful as science is, uh, for the sec- as, 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 as um, good a life, for as, as much as the secular sciences have contributed to making life easier, yeah. um, you know, more enjoyable to live, they don't tell us much about, about ultimate significance and ultimate mm. meaning, mm. you know, love, for example. Right. I mean, we can we can look at um, we can look at biochemical reactions within a human person who is loving mm. and, and we can see how it might affect a person physiologically mm-hmm. or psychologically. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't really get to like the bigger why questions mm-hmm. that um, science really is kind of impotent to answer. Mm-hmm. Why do I love some and not others? Yeah. Why would I love sacrificially? Yes. You know, why would I? There doesn't, appear, there doesn't appear to be much rational or reasonable about uh, laying down your life for your friends. Yes. Um, but people do it, not just Christians. Yes. Um, but it's, it's considered a virtue nonetheless, yeah. you know, altruism. Yes. And the same can be drawn out with beauty. Mm-hmm. The same can be drawn out with truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't, uh, we don't peer into, you know, a, a collection of molecules and find the abstraction called beauty in there or find humor in there or find, you know, there's nothing, it's, it's not labeled in, in, yes. in, that, in that collection of atoms. That's right. Um, you know, there, there, there's, there's, there are, are realms that just lie outside of the scope of the hard sciences. And why does he begin with belief? Well, the very first word, mm. and it's one word in yeah. the Latin original, yeah. right? Credo in English will translate it. I believe, I believe, yeah. right? I believe. So it's the first word of the creed. And so he starts right there and develops that. What does it mean mm. to believe? Yeah. What is belief? And why is that statement itself so essential to the Christian proclamation right. that it, it fires the salvo mm-hmm. of who it is that we are as mm-hmm. friends of Christ and, and his followers? Yeah. Yeah. So he says it's, it's something we all do anyway. It's, it's a perfectly natural human phenomenon. 
Um, and for the Christian, any movement toward God um, with the mind and the heart is a movement toward the logos, right? So that, that word that we're introduced to in the, the prologue of John's gospel, logos, which can be translated as reason, rationality, word, can be translated as meaning. Yes. Right? So the idea there is that any movement of belief toward God is in principle um, not unreasonable. Yes. Not, not contrary to rationality, not contrary to, um, to, to, to reason. And not only is it not contrary, right? It's the very fulfillment. Yeah, right. You're, you're, you're moving toward um, you know, that which is at the center of, of the universe. Truth itself. Yeah, truth. Beauty Wisdom, itself. Beauty. Love itself. Right. Absolutely. And so he'll take that, he'll take that work on belief. He will anchor it in its, in its reasonability that far from being something uh, that should be set to the side, it's exactly something to be vigorously pursued. Yeah. Uh, that there is no fear in the pursuance of what it means to believe. Yeah. And so he's, he's, he's really um, refuting two different positions here. He is refuting the idea that faith is just a leap into the dark. We're, we're taking a jump, and there's, there's no good reason for it. Right, we're that just, it's we're just doing utterly it. reckless, desperate. Yeah. And he's also refuting the position that says, well, um, the only, only real knowledge is scientific knowledge or, or rational knowledge. And if it can't be proven scientifically, then it's, it's not worth our time. Um, which there, there were, were representatives from both camps mm-hmm. uh, within Catholicism specifically and Christianity more broadly mm-hmm. and in the secular world. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Ratzinger is, is, is taking on all comers. In he respect. really is. Yeah. Daring to do so yeah. and giving us, giving us ways to respond that are every bit as powerful today yeah. as they were when he first authored the book. And interestingly, it's, he's charting a middle course, as the Catholic Church so often yeah. does. Yeah. Right? The, the balance between faith and reason, the balance between um, salvation by works and salvation by faith alone. The Church says, well, it's, it's, it's both, mm-hmm. um, whether it's uh, you know, just grace or human freedom. Well, it's both. Mm-hmm. Um, scripture, scripture and, and church, scripture and tradition. It's both. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's a classically Catholic approach to uh, sort of naughty intellectual question. Yeah. So if nothing else, the encouragement is to grow in understanding of our belief mm-hmm. that reasonableness demands yeah. such growth in yep. understanding. Yeah. Doesn't mean you always have the answers. You know, yeah. I mean that no, there, there's no. It doesn't logically follow that because there are answers that therefore you should know them all. Yeah, <laughs> you know, of course. Um, you should, but we should be confident that um, there's there's never going to be um, something discovered by the sciences that will definitively refute something that Christians are required to believe by faith. Mm. Uh, because ultimately, whatever is discovered in the sciences and whatever um, is 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 affirmed by us in faith come from the same source, and that's the Logos. That's God. Yeah. Who chooses to reveal himself to us. It's God who makes himself known and does so because he wants us to recognize him and to pursue him with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul, all of our will. Hmm. He's Rick. I'm Father Dave. And we're so grateful that you spent more time with us today. Thank you. Thank you just so very much. And... um, We look forward to having you continue to join our conversation. We're cast in the net. 
Friends, he's Rick, and I'm Father Dave, a dad and a priest, together trying to become better fathers by catching Christian faith. Thanks for joining us for our conversation, and we hope that you'll connect with us next week for Casting the Net.